Hola, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, January 24th, 2020. Today, we are reading from the big book, and we are currently on page 85, the first paragraph. It starts, it is easy to let up, and uh, we're going to read the one paragraph only. Today's readers, da, 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 Tenzin P on the 12 Steps, Christina L on the 12 Traditions, and the readers of the text are Kathy C, Reva P, and Carmel Najee. The share ID for yesterday, uh, Thursday, January 23rd, 2020, the 7 a.m. meeting, 14,016. That's 14016. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, that's 14,018-14018. Our newcomer greeter, special lady, Du L, and also another special lady for the host of the second hour, Deanna B. Okay, the OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. <clears throat> our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, and if, if you guys want to check your line and, um, and mute your line, that would be wonderful. Okay, our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, and that is to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, they can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let me now ask uh, Tenzin P. Tenzin, would you read the 12 steps? Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P. checking in from New York. Uh, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, and to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, we recommend to such people, wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
thoughts of prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. Okay, Christina L., you're up for the 12 traditions. Good morning. Good morning. This is Christina L. from Florida. And here are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, Christina. Much appreciated. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If everyone would be kind enough to check their line to make sure you're muted, we would appreciate that. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence require, uh, requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. And we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to uh, unmute. And once you're done sharing, which this might be great to do right now. Let us know by saying pass and then press star one. That'll mute your phone. It'll tell you that you're muted. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're gonna to resume our study of the big book. We are currently on page 85. The first paragraph is 
begins, it is easy to let up. And we're going to read the one paragraph only. And Kathy, see, um, hang on one second. Leah, Leah or someone might mute all the lines here before you get back on. You might have to unmute yourself again because it seems like someone else is unmuted. Okay, Kathy, when you're ready, come on in and, uh, and give it to us. Thanks. Good morning. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which, go, which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is proper use of the will. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kathy C., and I'm a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater about an hour north of New York City. Uh, it is through God's grace and mercy that I've been part of the vision group since about 2014. I started listening a couple of times a week, and I was lucky enough to get to the 2015 Virginia Beach Convention and started listening a few times a week. And then I was lucky enough to get to the 2017 Convention, and then I started listening a few more times a week and to special editions. And then I was able to get to the 2019 convention, and by that time I was listening to the meetings five days a week, even along with the second hour. After listening to our daily 7 o'clock meeting, I send my sponsor my committed food plan. I am also put on a gratitude email list. I'm presently working with two sponsees, and I send my nightly inventory. I've been lucky enough to go through these steps through uh, an in-person step study group, and I'm currently part of a, a phone one. I remember that there is no graduation in this program. When I remember that abstaining or overeating is my primary choice, then other decisions become easier. To abstain is to choose life, and to overeat is to choose death. I need to put aside time each day to listen to my inner voice. It helps with my spiritual growth. I always remember that I'm not cured, and then what I have is a daily reprieve contingent on my spiritual condition. Living this program, I get to feel my feelings. I remember how all my life situations were handled by stuffing my face. I pray that I continue to follow this program, ever so grateful that I've been led down this path. As, as in our step 10 principle is perseverance, I, you know, it's just doing something despite difficulty in, you know, or in delay in achieving that success. And I recently celebrated six years in OA, and I look forward to another day living in abstinence. And I have to remember it's one day or day one, and we have to decide. Thank you for letting me do this service, and I'm ever so grateful for all of you for being part of my recovery, and I pass. 
Thank you for getting us started, Kathy. Uh, great job. Much appreciated. Okay, we're going to open it up to sharing. Just let me tell you where we're at. We're on page 85. Kathy read the first paragraph only. It starts, it is easy to let up. And we're going to share on that one paragraph. So if you haven't shared in the past day or so, your heart's beating, who would like to share? Tina. Tina. Nancy. 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 Stacy. Melissa. Raquel. Let me stop there. Raquel. Hey, dude, did I hear you, or I, I, did you? Uh, I wasn't sure if I did or not. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. I, I hear you in my sleep. Come on, you know. All right. So here's the <laughs> here's the list. I got. Um, and I and we'll get you on the go around here. We got Tina, Nancy, Stacy, Do, Melissa, and Raquel. Okay, mm -hmm. Tina, you're up followed by Nancy. Good morning, Tina. Good morning, Larry. Thanks. Tina, we lost you there for a moment. If you would, if you would uh, press star one again. Can you hear me now? Oh, there you are. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> All right. Great. Thanks so much, Larry. Tina S. Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Grateful to be on the line. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I know and that it tells me in the first sentence is it is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. You know, that's my nature. You know, once I think I've, I've got this thing, then uh, let me just coast. Well, you know, my experience is that's not a good idea. You know, and, and I was shared this yesterday, you know, by the time I get to this, um, this paragraph, this work in the book, after several times, you know, I really want to do this stuff. You know, today, I'm not just acting as if every day, I want to carry the vision of God's will into all my activities. And, you know, and, I, and it's a prayer that I say when I get up in the morning. How can I best serve thee? What can I do for the man who is still sick? Show me what I can do. And then some instructions are, it says, these are thoughts which must go with us constantly. You know, that means consistently, always, constantly, you know. And, uh, and, and also it says, I cannot do this thing on my own for sure. And all I want is, is the proper use of the will, you know. And I ask God daily what that is. You know, uh, one of my daily morning things is to read pages 86 through 88. Then I go back and read 84 through 86, you know. And so that's stuff that I do. And, and even if I'm not conscious, I'm actually just, even on the days that I'm just going through the motions, some things sink in, you know, and, and I try to do this thing as best that I can in any given day, you know. And it, one other thing it tells me, it says, if we don't do this stuff, we're headed for trouble. Because alcohol is a subtle foe. It will creep up on me for sure. And I have a daily reprieve one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Great stuff. Thanks for getting us started there, Tina. Okay, we have Nancy up next, followed by Stacy. Good morning, Nancy. Hey, Larry. Thanks for letting me share. Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts. So, yeah, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program. We are not cured of alcoholism. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. So, um, you know, it's funny. I have a sponsee that's on this exact, like last night we went, and went over it, and then somebody else called me yesterday and asked me about what did I think about yesterday's reading, where, the, where they talk about all these promises. So, you know, this, the first sentence that is easy to let up is really sort of, you know, once you, once you 
read the previous paragraph and you realize that all of those things, or when I realized all of those things had really happened for me, it was very tempting to say, well, that's it. Brush off the hands, one and done. Um, but they hasten to remind me, we're not, I'm not cured. I'm recovered, right? Like the flu. I've gotten the flu. I currently don't have the flu and I could get it again. And um, so I have to remember that my, my response to it last night was um, that my disease is like a, a smell. Like if, it doesn't matter if I, if I go into my house and I shut all the doors and windows and if someone's paving with tar on the street, I can smell it. And that's what my disease is like. It's like it can get into my life, into, my, into the fiber of my being any possible way. That it's a subtle foe, just like what it says. Alcohol is a subtle foe. And, um, you know, I have to be ever vigilant. And the only way that I've been able to do that is by relying on a higher power. So, um, you know, every day is a brand new day. Can't get clean on yesterday's shower. Every day, you know, I have to do this work. And um, I'm lucky enough so that I do do this work. I, you know, I don't know how it happened, but I seem to have recovered. I don't know. I, you know, all I did was shut up and keep swimming. And um, this morning, you know, more and more I'm doing upon awakening. Upon awakening, I see what I want my life to be like, and I do pray for it to be divorced from things that I used to love, which is selfishness, self-seeking, resentment, and fear. And, um yeah, so the, the journey itself, it's not one and done. The journey itself is the destination, and it all begins with surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nancy. Okay, we have Stacy followed by Du. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Larry. It's, this is Stacy, a recovered food addict calling from Toronto, Canada. Um, I have uh, experience in my bones with the truth of this paragraph uh, because I had five years of abstinence. I don't know if I was recovered. This was about 15 years ago. Um, But I did let up on the spiritual program of action and rested on my laurels. And uh, like others have shared, I, I I think I had what I've heard others call a recovery ego where I thought it was me. I thought I'm the one who got this miracle for me. And, you know, food was the last thing to go um, as I headed unknowingly into relapse by resting on my laurels. I um, First I started to resent um, the service of, you know, working with sponsees. And then I started to um, go to fewer meetings. And food eventually crept in. And after five years without picking up. I I was in relapse for nine awful years. And I can tell you that my disease had progressed and was much more uh, voracious, literally voracious than it had been before. Um, And so I now have just over four months of of abstinence and worked through the steps quickly this time. And what I really, uh, my sponsor had given me this phrase that sort of a pathway to recovery is cooperative surrender through work and self-sacrifice. And so what I think about now when I think about, okay, if I want to keep this daily reprieve uh, contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, how do I maintain my spiritual condition? 
and and my understanding of it now is that the peace and uh, neutrality that I have with food now, miraculously, first of all, it did not come from me. I did not give myself this because I I couldn't stay abstinent for a day. Um, but cooperative surrender. Am I working this program? Am I being of service? And self-sacrifice. Am I being of service when it's inconvenient for me to do so? Um, you know, I, I, I kind of am looking for that now. Okay, maybe it'll be inconvenient. It sometimes is. In fact, frequently is. But I, I need to do these things in order to have a cooperative surrender and in order to hopefully be in touch with what my higher power's will is for me. So uh, I, I don't ever want to go back to relapse again. And so the maintenance and development of this spiritual program of action for me is absolutely critical to my survival. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Stacey J. from Canada. Appreciate that. Hey, do give it to me straight, would you? Good morning. Um, Good morning. Compulsive overeater. So uh, I I love this. It says, what mental states precedes a relapse before the drinking, Um, which is the crux of the problem. And, you know, it says they're right here. You know, if I disconnect from my higher power, that's my problem. (laughs) It's not the food. It's not the alcohol. It's my disconnect with my higher power, right? Um, And, you know, one of the things that says uh, we're headed for trouble um, if we do so, for alcohol is a subtle fault. And I have to always remember that this disease is, persistent and consistent. And if I'm not persistent and consistent with my recovery, the disease will be persistent and consistent with me, you know, Uh, because I'm not cured. I'm not cured from, from compulsive eating. All I have is a daily reprieve. That means that I have to look at the frequency, duration, and intensity of my spiritual work every day. Every day. It didn't say, you know, I get to rest on my yesterday's past achievements. I know because <clears throat> I had three relapses. Every, just about every two years, I would have a relapse. And my sponsor finally asked me, she says, what, why are you doing that? What, what's going on with you? Why is it that you keep having these relapses? And I had to honestly look at that. And I, you know what I did with the recovery every single time and never failed? I used to use it as a badge of honor. And I used to put it on me and say, look how great I am, right? This is not how great I am. It's how great God is, right? And, you know, and it says that in order to maintain this, I have to look at my spiritual condition on a daily basis. That's why I have 10, 11, and 12 to look at that on a daily basis. And it says doing God's will and God's activities for today. You know, not my will, not my activities, not wearing this as a badge of honor because it means nothing to be easing God out. Now, God enables me to have the proper form of the will when I recover. But if I don't stay connected to the higher power, I'm going to lose that. And it's not a if, it's a when I pick up again, right? Because the disease goes to the subconscious and I don't give it oxygen to breathe if I stay spiritually connected. But as soon as I disconnect with God, that disease comes full force, boom, 
and I'm back in the disease. I'm back in the food. The food is the last thing to go. The relapse happens way before I pick up that first bite because the relapse is my disconnect with God. So what does it encourage me to do? You know, to stay on the program of action. Keep doing my spiritual walk each and every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Drew. Okay, let's go to New York, and then we'll hightail it over to Israel. Melissa, good morning. Hi. Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your cheerful, upbeat service this morning. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, the, why is it easy to let up on this? You know, I, I think about, like, why is it that we – stop doing this with intensity, you know, and I think it's because the symptoms get alleviated, and this disease believes, you know, in me, my disease believes that it's the symptom, that's my problem, and so um, anytime that the weight looked better, or the food wasn't calling me quite so loud, I would let up, and what I've learned is, um, whatever I did the day that I fell you know, on my knees and said, I can't take it anymore. I'll do anything. I have to have that same kind of a commitment. It is a commitment to work on my recovery because my disease progresses. And so when I do it with intensity, um, you know, 10, 11, and 12, um, then, I'm, then I'm not susceptible. And I think, like, you know, if I think about this disease, um, it's like the world's worst boyfriend or like a handsome stalker. And it doesn't like, it comes in real subtle. It comes in smooth. It looks, it looks handsome. It, this disease is not coming in on a chocolate bar. It's not coming in on a cookie. For me, it comes in on me not seeking God's will. It's me seeking Melissa's will. And, you know, and so I'm also told I can exercise willpower not with the food. If I'm exercising willpower with the food, I'm in trouble. But if I need to exercise willpower in seeking God's will, that's good use of my will. Because by this point, we've already formed our ideals. We already know, I already know what it is that I'm supposed to be seeking. And, and, and real quick, um, like yesterday, I got annoyed at, at a colleague, a workmate. This comes up again and again for me. I have to use willpower so that I'm not engaging in gossip, right? I have to use willpower so that I quickly, you know, call and do a 10-step and not minimize the problem. And if I do those things, then I don't have to exercise willpower with the food. Thanks. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. All right, Raquel, I warn you, one of these days I'm coming to Israel. Good afternoon, Raquel. Star one, Raquel. Good morning or good afternoon, I should say. Yes, two o'clock after two o'clock. Hi, Larry. Thank you so much for your good cheers and for your service, continued service. And I'm not scared that you come to Israel. I just did something incredible. I have a grandson here whom they don't let me see. He's here five days already, and they walk with them all over, go all over the country. But there's no time for grandma. So I got myself on their bus on Sunday. I'm going to be on there. There are 30 kids on a visit. So you're not scaring me. You can come. 
I have room for all of you in my home and in my heart. You are all with me. When I speak of you in meetings here, we have very few that I and and I say that the vision for you is my community, and you are my mishpocha. So because I didn't share yesterday, and I love that paragraph, and it's so connected. This um, um, this thing about God taking it away, you know, I can't even say at the words, I am recovered, because I'm looking for the laurels. Where the heck are the laurels? I have such a long ways to go with my emotional stability and, and with getting over, you know, um, getting angry and not revengeful, but the, the seven-step prayer you know, please, God, take the good and the bad and make a mixture that I can live with. Because I don't even know anymore what's good in me and what's bad in me and how much what the, the, the real um, the, the dosage of how much has to be there in order to make it good. But this here in this paragraph that we are reading, to have it with me 24 hours a day, so many times... So much of the day, I just put God on the, you know, on the bench when they play baseball and on the bench are some, what do you call them, the players that the coach can call in if there's trouble. You know, just wait. I'll do what I can do and then if I need you. But I know that this is my attitude because I've been a bulldozer all my life. But a little bit is happening already that I can listen a little better to people um, before I already, you know, feel my opinion coming up in me. You know, there's this Jewish saying, kid, if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. And I get that inside me, and I hate it. There's so many ways of doing step four, and one of them calls this character defect, the dislikes, the things I don't like in me. And God is, is working on it, on it, and I hope that I'm I'm letting him. This spiritual recovery is so grand. When I get like a little glimpse of it, that I'm thinking different than I used to, sometimes it's just a blink and it's so wonderful because it, it looked to me sometimes that it's impossible. It took 40 years. Yeah, I'm in program since 19, 1979 in uh, West Hartford, Connecticut. And I... I, I I, I really don't regret one moment. Just keep coming back. It, it's true. If you don't get it, it'll get you. So I finally have vision for you, and even the two years before vision for you, that I have been off of antidepressants, and I'm doing life. And it's wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, everybody who is there. And I love you all. Have good recoveries, and I pass. Thank you, Raquel. Much appreciated. Hey, you guys, we're on page 85. Kathy read the first paragraph. Um, it is easy to let up. Um, with that, who would like to share? Penny E. Dan. Dan. Penny Dan. Chuck. Dan. Christina J. Christina. Mora B. Mora. Cindy C. Cindy, let's stop there for a second. Was that Lola? Yes. Lola Palana. Okay. So here's what I have, and I may have um, 
I may have not heard this uh, properly. I, I heard Penny. I don't know if there was a Jen. Um, I know it wasn't Jen A, but there might have been another Jen. And then we have Charles, Janice, Christina, Maura, Cindy, and Lola. Okay, so let's see if we get through all those. Penny, would you get us started? Janice said two. Hey, Penny, press star one, if you would. And everyone okay, else that works. Me. That's better. That's better. Good there morning. You are. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. This is Penny E. from South Jersey. Very grateful to be here today. Uh, loving, loving, loving this paragraph. And um, it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We all know about the spiritual principles that we don't let up on. We just know about that. They're, they're in every step, basically from 2 to 12, but especially 1. I want to talk about the spiritual condition in step 1 that I think so many people miss. We have so much relapse in Overeaters Anonymous. And just so you know, I've been around for a long time. We, I don't say me, but we have 31 years 31 years through the grace of God of continuous abstinence, maintaining a normal body size, working a spiritual program of attraction, and um, I believe working a spiritual program of attraction, but working, living a spiritual program. But anyway, step one, I believe that so many people get caught up in step one that have relapsed, um, chronic relapsers. They think their food plan has worked. It has worked. It has worked. I just want to suggest maybe it's not working. Maybe there are some foods in there that you are uh, allergic to. You know, certain things that other people don't eat or can't eat that if I'm eating and I'm still going into relapse, maybe give a shot and give them up. I, I think that a lot of this relapse starts with step one. It's not always with the... Uh, the praying, praying and the meditation. I mean, I don't think, I can't remember a day when I miss prayer and meditation, but I know I never, ever skip the beat with my food. And that spiritual, um, resting on our laurels for me is pulling those bricks out of the wall. The first time I weigh and measure everything I put in my mouth. The first time I pull out a brick by not weighing and measuring. The first time I pull out a brick by... Uh, missing a meal, but I'm okay. I prayed and meditated today. I'm okay. The first time I, uh, for me, I don't eat in the car. I don't eat standing up, but the first time I would do that, that is a, um, I'm headed for, I'm headed for trouble. It adds up. The bricks keep coming out, keep coming out. So I'm just suggesting that if you're having problem with relapse, chronic relapse, and you think your food is working and your uh, spiritual activity with your food is working, give it another shot. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, but I think that's something we have to take a look at. I believe that uh, chronic relapse starts a long time, as somebody else said, before um, we pick up the food. And that's with just missing a meeting, even missing a meeting. Uh, so anyway, that's it. I suggest we all keep the bricks on the wall, grateful for this time to share with you, love you, and have a beautiful, beautiful, God-filled day, everybody. Thanks, Penny. I don't know if I heard a Jen. Was there a Jen that uh, – sometimes I hear Jen in my, in my head. But, okay, let's move on to Charles. Hey, what's up, Chuck? How are you? Hey, thank you, Larry, man. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you for your service. Um, this is Charles H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, 
just because just because I'm recovered don't mean I'm gonna have a beast body or I'm gonna be Mother Teresa or one of her followers. It really don't mean that. Um, you know, I could play myself out and, and wear this recovered state like a badge. This thing, let me tell you, man. There's many times I've been, I've been on this line in 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 years past. You know, claiming that recovery, claiming it as a badge, claiming it as a badge of honor. And you should really respect me. And you know what? I was lying <laughs> because I had so many 10 steps. I was like, y'all crazy. I, I, I joined a 10 step back in the days, and it was like, you know, it, it, it was crazy because it was, it was Texas coming in every second. I was like, I got to get off of that. And, and to tell you the truth, man, life, you know, life's experience dragged me into doing mad 10 steps, bro. And I'm telling you, some, some really crazy stuff going on. Like my grandie always says, nobody want to take a cold shower, especially in January. But you know what? I took some cold showers, man. Could I keep it real with you? Like my whole family is a bunch of enablers, and I set boundaries, and I'm grateful I did it, and none of them talking to me, and I'm feeling joy because I am not letting up on this spiritual program of action. I am not letting up on it, and uh, I wish Lois was around to talk to my wife and my daughter and and, 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 and my, my daughter's boyfriend that I want to smash his head open, and he's scared to come out when I'm in the town. But but these 10 steps is giving me more. more. And this is real-life stuff. This ain't no – and let me tell you, working, working with African-Americans in New York is tough. But I don't care. I'm breaking the barrier. I'm trying to be more loving, more compassionate, and I understand I'm a standoffish type of guy, and I'm asking God to, to tender my heart. And let me tell you, this 10 step is no choke, bro. This will change my life and anybody else's life. So with that, I'll pass. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Can one man love another man? Is that okay? Okay. Um, sorry. Janice, you're up next, <laughs> followed by Christina. Janice, good morning. Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overeater in Vermont. And what. <sighs> What I thought of this morning was, um, you know, in step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. And we learned that food is a symptom of the problem. Food is only a symptom. And what's the problem? A buildup of emotions. And... And I spent my life um, uh, trying to control and manage everyone around me um, and myself to get what I wanted. And I looked in um, step, I did step two. I saw it didn't work, right? It didn't work. I couldn't do it. And, um, And then four through seven you know I, I took a deep look into how i was how i was controlling and managing and i i in step three i made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of my higher power and so i had identified my higher power and there are there are traits you know there are there are principles there are um values that I want to 
base my 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 actions on and so um when i in in my in my meditation i i align myself i realign myself every morning with those values with my higher power and i ask how i can be helpful and i pay attention all through the day to the best of my ability because my default is i don't do what i want to do and i do what i don't want to do and this this week I've a good example of that I wanted to I, I've changed the gym that I go to and um, now I have to go to a new gym and it's a whole new thing and I'm having a hard time with it and my taskmaster got out and started um, doing you know critic being critical and kind of like, and I, I spiraled into this depression because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. But what's my higher power? My higher power is loving and kind, compassionate and accepting. And that's the only way I can, I can, I can, that's the decision I made to live out of that. So I have to treat myself kindly. And understanding myself and um and that's the way you know that's aligning myself with my higher power and taking action and um and i'm so grateful and meditation daily meditation and is 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 what helps me to be aligned because throughout the day um it puts in the pause and and i can see my thoughts it's a it's a thinking problem and um with that i pass thank you so much janice okay we have christina followed by more and more and more and more hey christina good morning good morning larry thank you for your service this morning get my timer going here um yeah so wow otter god we're in this section, and I'm reminded of the promises right at the time when I picked up two days ago. And um, so <laughs> it lasted for about two hours until the food that I had purchased was gone. And by the grace of God and the fear and horror in my gut running throughout my whole body, uh, it didn't continue. Um, I lost my connection to God, and that hurt more than anything. That hurt more than anything because I had it. I, I didn't have it, okay? I had the grace of God that had given it to me. And uh, I took a hard look these last couple days at what happened. So, yeah, it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. What? Why? Because I have a mind of a chronic alcoholic. This disease is serious. Someone shared, I think it was yesterday, that um, we, we food people, we don't uh, take our disease as seriously as alcoholics. But it is just as serious. It's as serious as a junkie walking down the street, bent over, teeth out. You know, my sister was a junkie, and she died in it. So I don't take it as serious as that. Oh, I just have a food problem. Well, that's BS, and I know that today more than ever. So it, this is a simple program, but it's not easy. Why isn't it easy? Because I, um, I have lived in selfish, resentful fear all my life. I've handled it by a certain way, going through life a certain way. 
uh, sucking it back, keeping numb. Um, and recently, uh, you know, resting on the laurels, I looked back at what I was saying. I had excuses. Well, I don't have to do as much, uh, you know, today. I don't have time at work. I'm too tired. I'm overwhelmed. And the last piece got to be where I was so irritable, restless, and discontent, not paying attention to it, that I decided I didn't have time, uh, enough time to work with as many people as I was working with, and all these people calling, and all this stuff, and I need time for myself. I, 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 I. Listen to that. So I slipped back into my old ways of doing things, the old ways I handled my life for 50 years, sucking back emotional discomfort and forging ahead. And that's one of the most dangerous edges I can stand on. And if I stand too near it, I'm guaranteed that that edge is going to crumble. I'm going to go back into that dark hole of horror. Um, simple but not easy. we got to do it. Like Harlan said, I think it was Harlan, it's not for people who need it, but people who do it or want it. It's for, we got to do it. And it's really, if you take a look at it, by God, it's simple. I love these lines. Um, Every day is the day we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. I don't have any time for my will anymore. It's It's been BS for my whole life. You know, how can I best serve thee? What a beautiful line, thy will not my be done. And I'm going to finish up, Larry. These are thoughts which must go with our const- us constantly. i got to practice those thoughts. i got to exercise them in my head because they're not normally there. I'm going to finish up. Normally what's there is it's me, 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 I, 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 I got to handle it this way. So take a warning from me today. Um, and I'm back in. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. I passed. Thank you, Christina. Okay, we have Maura followed by Cindy. Hey, Maura, good morning. Hey, Maura, press star one if you would. Hey, Larry, sorry about that. It remuted me. Um, Maura Z here, gratefully recovering today. Um, day number, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I'm abstinent. I'm recovering. I'm working the program. I adore, love, cherish what was said earlier about wearing my recovered badge. OMG. That is exactly what I had been doing. Oh my gosh. I am so grateful I heard that this morning. I'm going to be listening to today's recording several more times today because the gems were absolutely sparkling like diamonds today. I'm so grateful for this meeting. Oh, dear Lord, I'm so grateful for this meeting. That I can come back, that I can continue on, that I don't have to just say, you know, what I had for five and a half years is bullshit. No, it wasn't. I learned lessons. I did service, but I also learned the lesson of if I don't get real and intentional, that's the word of the day for me, intentional with my spiritual practices. If I don't know what my spiritual practices are, there's a problem. And Larry, I completely forgot to hit my timer. Oh, my gosh. Um, You have 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 15 more minutes. If I am not intentional with my spiritual practices, that means I'm resting on my laurels. My laurels are big and fat and gray and mushy, and they rest in my head between my ears, and that's a dangerous neighborhood for me to walk alone, and I should never do it. 
I should stay close to the fellows in this program who have been blowing up my phone for a week now. I'm trying to get back to all the phone calls I need to return. God bless you all. And God bless this program. And God bless AA and OA. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much for your service, Larry. Thanks, Maura. Okay, Cindy, you're up. And then that'll uh, follow by Lola. Cindy, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Um, so this particular paragraph is so important to me because it is easy. It is so easy to let up on our spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. And I am just the one to do that. And it's interesting because just as it's working, whatever my program is that I set up for myself, I decide I don't need to do this anymore. And I do that all the time. But luckily, I keep coming back and I have a sponsee and I have to remember and I think to myself, wait a minute, when did I stop writing a gratitude list? When did I stop thinking about the things that I like about myself, which is a very hard part of my my daily reprieve. So um, it's interesting how I forget and how I need to um, get my books out again. I put them away when I clean. I I don't know why I bother to do that. Um, So uh, what else did I want to say? About the 10th step, Charles is talking a lot about the 10th step. I need to do some work on that because I know that my problem is a buildup of emotions. But, you know, I've taken 10 steps and worked on 10 steps, and I'm so afraid that I'm not going to do it perfectly that I think nobody wants to hear my my half-thought-out 10th step because I, I don't really do it that well. So that's definitely something I need to work on. So there I go again. You know, this is how it works. I come back to this paragraph and I rethink what I'm doing and what's working and what's not working and not let up. You know, I need to have a new goal. So I know I need to work on that 10th step. Um, so I think everything that I know about being kind to myself, being kind to others, I learned right here. Um, doing my daily inventory is very telling for me. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Cindy. Lola, good morning. Hi, this is Lola. I'm a recovering um, overeater in New York and so happy to be on the line with this great um, talk. And I'm so struck with every day we must carry the vision and how to let up. And I recently um, had some messy food and was speaking with my sponsor who gave five ideas for looking at fit spiritual condition. The first being connecting with God. And I do daily meditation and prayer every day. Um, And the steps, you know, people talked about all of the steps really to work them. Um, A service commitment. I usually have a uh, active service commitment that requires me to go to a meeting, but because um, I'm unemployed and I was doing some new things, my schedule was one even, and I didn't have one, so I've got one now. Um, meeting. I was going to um, a little bit less meetings a week than I had been, and so it's been so wonderful to be able to call into the Vision for You meetings. If I can't get to an in-person meeting, to have these fabulous meetings is, is such a gift. And also daily check-ins with a sponsor. Um, her phone had been stolen, but I hadn't been in touch with her as much. And all of it was very simple. 
all of it was easy to do and not to flagellate myself, but to say, hey, this is how it's so easy to drift. Um, But, you know, this is a program of action. And the great thing about it is if I see myself starting to drift and to rest on the laurels, I've been abstinent for over six years, it's a great reminder that I've just recovered. I woke up unrecovered today. I've got to do all of these things um, to maintain uh, recovery. And so it was just great to have this page today. I'll pass. Thank you, Lola. Does anyone want a couple minutes, maybe two, two and a half, three minutes? Bueller? Peter! Hey, Pete, good morning. You take it. Pete, we lost you. How about now? Oh, we got you. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Larry. Uh, Pete B, compulsive overeater, recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Sorry for the echo. Uh, great meeting, great reading. I love this. You know, I, I, I just want to start by saying, like, remembering just how devastating this illness is. And it's so devastating. You know, you look around and you see people that could possibly be suffering from it. We have, we have the food industry creating more substances that make you want to eat more, that, that add to the phenomenal craving. It is devastating, right? But we also have to remember what a laurel is, right? A laurel is that horseshoe that they give to the horses after they did something special, right? After they did something special. And you have, we have to remember, like we identified these substances, we admitted they were harmful and injurious, and we put them down. And then we cleaned up the wreckage of the past. We did what we were supposed to do, right? We didn't do something special. We just did what we're supposed to do. There is no laurel. It is significant that we, that we have put down these substances, but it's only significant in here, right? Every day, not in OA, not in the meetings. Every day we need to carry the vision and the message of God's will, God's love, and God's way of life as a requirement. It says must, right? And I also love what was said earlier. Like we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about why people pick up, right? And they all, and you know, the first thing usually people say is, well, I stopped going to meetings and then I stopped calling my sponsor and I stopped doing what I was supposed to do, right? You know what the first thing that stops is? Ask people. Ask people that, 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 that picked up. When did you stop praying? When did you stop the, turning your life and will over the care of God and you understand God? That's what stops first, and then all the rest follows. I'm so very grateful to be in a recovered state today, and I thank you for your service, and that I'll pass. Thank you, Pete. All right, I may get fired, but I promised Harlan I would mention January 24th was Bill Wilson was married to Lois on January 24th. He also passed away on January 24th. How about them apples, Harlan? Okay, so thank you to everyone uh, who has shared and joined, uh, joined us this morning. We appreciate it. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Let me give you the share ID for today, for Friday, January 24th, for the 7 a.m. meeting. That share ID is 14021. That's 14,021. And now we will, um, we will close uh, with a reading from the big book on page 164, 
followed by the serenity prayer. Reva promised me she would say it from memory. Hey, Reva, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.